Matthews on Radio 191 FM. Ahi ahi. This is the news for the Ruatako Mafa o Pipiri on Radio 1 Tereo Irarangi Kotahi 91 FM. Ko Quintin Tiane. OUSA is set to pay all staff and contractors the living wage after an overwhelming referendum result, which saw 84.9% of students in favour of this initiative. OUSA President Michaela Waitavi said that this is morally the right thing to do, and she questioned why it hadn't been done before. In an interview with Radio 1, President Wait Harvey acknowledged that this issue of staff being paid below living wage was mostly to do with contractors such as cleaners and not OUSA staff themselves. Yeah, a majority are paid more than the living wage um, or at living wage. It's largely just um, smaller groups, largely the contractors that we have like cleaners. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's, it's largely in that contractors area all our employees are paid at living wage. Mm-hmm. She also pointed out that members of the OUSA executive are still not paid the living wage, despite their recent wage increase. At this stage, OUSA is unsure if this would be the lower Dunedin living wage or the New Zealand living wage, which is presently set at $22.75 an hour. Wait Harvey said that this would be a discussion that they would have, and OUSA would choose whichever was deemed the most appropriate after this discussion. Wait Harvey confirmed that any pay increase for contractors will not be intercepted by their agency. There's legal mechanisms to be able to ensure that, and we would 100%. There were no cases of COVID-19 detected in the community overnight. This comes after it was revealed yesterday that a tourist from Sydney who visited Wellington over the weekend tested positive for COVID-19 upon returning to Australia. As a result, Wellington has gone into COVID-19 alert level 2 from 6pm yesterday until midnight on Sunday. In an interview with Radio New Zealand this morning, COVID-19 Response Minister Cripps Hipkins said that genetic testing results have not come back yet, but the Australian government is treating this case as linked to the current outbreak in New South Wales. Minister Hipkins acknowledged the increase to COVID-19 Level 2 was a result of the large numbers of locations visited by the tourist and the risk associated with the possibility of the Delta variant of the virus entering the country. It's likely to be Delta and also just the, the, the level of exposure that we are dealing with. So the number of, uh, of events that the people attended, uh, where there were a lot of other people, uh, that increases the risk. There are 19 locations of interest for contacts of the tourist in Wellington, including large venues such as Te Papa Tongarewa and the Ridges Hotel. Minister Hipkins said testing is also set to be ramped up in Wellington today to help quickly detect any possible transmission. This raise to Level 2 has seen the cancellation or modification of many events, such as the New Zealand Opera's season of The Marriage of Figaro, which was cancelled, and the Wellington Sports Awards, which is set to move online. The Hong Kong-based pro-democracy newspaper Apple Daily has voted to cease production after 26 years, after having its assets frozen and offices raided last week for breaching Hong Kong's national security law. The newspaper had been a profound critic of the Chinese government, which led to the founder of the newspaper, Jimmy Lai, being arrested and jailed last year, again, for violating the national security law that was imposed in June last year. The imposition of this law was criticised by New Zealand Foreign Affairs Minister Winston Peters last year, which led to New Zealand suspending its extradition treaty with Hong Kong. 
The raid on the Apple Daily offices last week saw hundreds of police officers storm the office in the early hours of the morning. The chief editor of the paper and five other executive staff were detained, and 18 million Hong Kong dollars worth of assets were frozen. This is the equivalent of 3.3 million New Zealand dollars. According to Lokman Choi, an assistant professor at the Chinese University of Hong Kong, the asset freezing by the government forced Apple Daily to close as they could no longer pay their staff. Choi called Apple Daily a key institution of Hong Kong society. The Wellington City Council are poised to vote down changes to the current spatial plan today, which would see an increase in heritage zoning from the original plan, meaning fewer new and dense builds in the capital. This comes as Wellington is in the midst of one of the largest housing crises in the country. The average house price in Wellington recently surpassed $1.1 million, with the median price of $885,000 going up 30.3% from last year. The capital city is forecast to have its population grow by between 50 and 80,000 people over the next 30 years. Current heritage zoning sees many people living in old, cold and mouldy buildings which are unable to be renovated, nor can the buildings be replaced. Heritage-listed properties are also exempt from the healthy homes standards. Porniki's Labour councillors have spoken out against the proposed changes, believing that more heritage zoning would further exacerbate the city's problem with low-quality housing. Green Party councillors, however, have signalled that they may vote for these changes, in a move that would go against the party line. Green Party MP and Building and Construction spokeswoman Julianne Genter confirmed the differing views between councillors and the wider Green Party was something the party had been discussing. When asked about the alleged voting intentions of Wellington Green councillors, Mayor for Dunedin and Green Party member Aaron Hawkins said that he had nothing to add to the discussion on other cities. That was the news here on Radio 1. Now, the weather. The Radio 1 FM weather. A high of 13 degrees today, dropping to 8 overnight. Partly cloudy with northerly winds through the day. Fine conditions means dry roads today, but the New Zealand police reminds drivers to watch for damp patches that could still be icy. That was the weather here on Radio 1, Te Reo Irerangi Kotahi 91FM.